Ben O'Sullivan got her start performing Taylor Swift concerts in her bedroom while her parents were out. The Boulder, Colorado-based singer-songwriter picked up her first guitar at age 12 and hasn't put it down. In addition to guitar, Ben plays ukulele and piano, and her sound and style and voice have been compared to such artists as Regina Spector, Dodie, and Phoebe Bridgers. In 2016, Finn won the E-Town Handmade Songs competition, and she has since released two EPs and her first LP, When the Power Comes Back On, in 2020, the title song of which won the grand prize in the folk category of the John Lennon Songwriting Contest. Finn is currently pursuing a singer-songwriter slash music business double major at the University of Colorado in Denver. Finn writes about the universal themes of love and loss with both humor and compassion. John Dioso, former editor for Rolling Stone, said, Regardless of the complexity or spareness of the arrangements, the perplexing, seemingly effortless tunefulness and catchy choruses in every song will remain with you long after you've stopped listening. Nothing made sense like your hand on my hand and your breath in the air and I'm scared. Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, where I challenge my guests to write a brand new song in one week based on a prompt, and then talk about the process. Along the way, we talk about the broader craft of songwriting. I'm David Coyle, and it's my pleasure to introduce Finn O'Sullivan. Welcome to the show, Finn. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So, Taylor Swift, <laughs> yes. I, 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 that, that, that was the, the first part of your bio on your, on your, on your website and also happens to feature one of the songs that you brought with yes. you today. So um, let's, let's start there. Let's, let's sure. talk about Taylor Swift. How has, how has she influenced your songwriting? Oh my God. I, first of all, I just, I love her. I've loved her for such a long time. She's, um, I would definitely say that she's one of my bigger influences. Um, I, I just really appreciate her, like her craft and her songwriting. I think that like people don't always um, appreciate her as a songwriter, but she's really, she's really good with words and she's really good at storytelling. And I just feel like um, her process and her, her music is really authentic, which is what I um, try, try to do with mine. And that's how I try to come across when I write. So have you, are are there any tricks that you've like, just kind of taken from any of her songs that you've tried to apply to your own? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if there's anything really specific. I've actually, I've done that with other artists before, but I've never really um, done that with her. I'm sure that there are things that I do that I kind of pick up from her, but I don't necessarily know what they are. So you've just sort of absorbed her kind of through, she's just fundamental to, to your, uh, I mean, did she inspire you to become a musician or was there something else? Um, Your parents are musicians. Yeah, yeah. So both of my parents uh, play music. My mom plays piano. My dad is a musician. He plays, like, he sings, he plays guitar and everything. Um, So I've really just had music kind of in my life from a very young age. I didn't really realize that I wanted to be a musician until I was, like, 11 or 12 when I started playing guitar and actually writing songs. Um... I think the idea was kind of like in the very back of my mind and then kind of was sort of like brought, brought to the forefront um, when I started playing guitar. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, how you usually write music. Uh, I know we've, we've got, uh, uh, well, I asked you to do a song prompt and write something mm-hmm. in one week and some of the guests we have on, uh, 
that's that's old hat for them they do that all the time <laughs> and other people they've never done that and so i mean what what what's what's your typical songwriting process yeah so i think it kind of varies depending on a lot of things like what i'm writing about or my mood or just the day um i don't i don't tend to write from prompts so that was kind of something that uh i did this week that i don't usually do a lot of um but I think one of the like best pieces of advice that I got for songwriting was from my uh, old piano teacher who said that um, usually like for, I think because he knew me and he kind of knew my style and everything he was saying that for me, it's not a great idea to sit down and be like, I'm going to write about this and just have like a very strict plan because that kind of feels to me a little bit limiting. So when I, um, feel like inspiration to write or to play music I try not to go in with um, a specific mindset about it or any expectations because I think that that helps me kind of create in that way if that makes sense so do you actually sit down to write music or is it something that you, or do you wait for inspiration I know a different songwriters yeah, do it different ways. so kind of both honestly um like, sometimes I'll just be, I don't know, like, reading a book or, like, watching something on YouTube, and I'll be like, oh, I feel like writing a song. Let's do that. Um, but then, like, for example, this is my first semester in college, um, and I have, like, applied lessons, which are just one-on-one -on -one -on -one lessons with a teacher, um, and pretty much every week I would have to, like, write a song. <laughs> so then I'd have to kind of, like, carve out a specific time um, and kind of figure out a little bit more of a plan. I prefer to do it just like when I feel inspired, but of course, sometimes that's not really an option. Sure. But you're now you're somebody who's frequently inspired, though. It seems to me that you're really pretty prolific. Yeah. How frequently are you writing songs? It seems to me like uh, <laughs> there have been several uh, uh, shows of yours that I've gone to where it seems like you're playing something that you you did just write a few days ago or something like that. So you're, 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 you're putting them out. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that I write a lot. It kind of, you know, it shifts. I go through periods of time where I feel very like uninspired or like not very motivated, but um, I think a lot of the time it's like, cause when I write songs, I, I write a lot about like personal experience and stuff um, and just kind of taking things in that I'm feeling in the moment or things that I'm seeing or conversations that I have. So it's kind of like, um, like in a way, like everything that happens to me can be a form of inspiration for a song. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, I have to confess something. The, uh, uh, I met you at song school. Mm -hmm. I think Jay, Jay, uh, Jay Stott introduced us yeah. a few years ago when you were going to song school. And I remember when I went to your first show, I think the first time I heard you, I I was not in a good position to be able to hear exactly how intricate your lyrics were. But I, I went to see a show of yours uh, and picked up one of your CDs. And I remember when I was listening to that first uh, 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 EP of yours. Was it an EP or was it? Yeah, it was an EP. There were several. Okay. I, I was almost, and I don't mean this in a bad way, I was I felt kind of embarrassed listening to it because it felt so personal. It felt so personal, and I felt like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm peering into the mind of this person, and I don't know, am I really? A, it, it just feels like I'm a voyeur or something. And, and but that's like something that you know artists strive for, right? I mean, they they look to 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 create that 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 feeling of expressing personal things, and you've kind of answered that. I mean, do you, 
do you feel like all of your songs are are really close to your heart and personal and autobiographical even um i all of my songs are really close to me and feel very personal not all of them are about me um i like writing fiction sometimes or coming up with ideas but really like songwriting for me i'm uh, i consider myself to be kind of like an awkward quiet person um and i and i feel like sometimes i don't express myself as well as i would like to but with songwriting that's how i can express myself and that's how i can um process and and work through things and just be creative and feel like my most like true self during that time so yeah i mean i th i think that all my songs are personal to some aspect um but not so personal that i don't want other people to hear them well that was what i was going to ask is just it's <laughs> one thing to write you know something personal and mm -hmm. then you know maybe have somebody else sing about it and then you know you don't have to face people with the these these truths about yourself mm -hmm. but you actually get up there and perform them yeah <laughs> do you ever feel nervous do you feel apprehensive about sharing that stuff with people personally usually comes from who's who's listening sure <laughs> um i've had times where i'm like playing a song um and i'm like the, the person who I wrote this about is like definitely here right now. Uh, yeah. So that's definitely a little bit uh, nerve wracking. And then sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know if this is going to come across exactly the way that I want it to. I don't know if people are going to totally like understand. So that makes me a little nervous. But I think for the most part, like a lot of things that songwriters in general write about are pretty universal in some way. And the other thing about art that I really love is that like, it's it's completely up to the listener and the viewer's interpretation. So, yeah, I, I do get nervous about it sometimes, but um, I usually try to just push through. <laughs> Have you ever... Uh, so, I mean, speaking of interpretation... Do you, ha, have you had people come up and just had the wrong idea about what a song was about? Have you had anybody misinterpret something really wildly? Yeah, I have I have this one song on my second EP called Watered Down, and it was actually one of my friends, and I was just curious to know what people thought it was about, because um, I don't think it's super obvious. And I asked her, and she's like, oh, yeah, you're super mad. And it's like this kind of slow, chill song. And I was like, I really don't know how you got there. But like, that's, I mean, if, if that's what you hear, then great. That's interesting. <laughs> it was, and it was, you know, I definitely did not write it uh, from an angry place. But yeah. So you're, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty mellow about people, you know, coming up with their, their own personal interpretations about the songs and, and just, uh. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. That's great because I it seems to me yeah it's you you once you have a song out there you you lose control over it to a great degree that, that people sure. just put whatever they they put on it. Um, well, so you brought in a couple songs here, mm -hmm. uh, and and I'd like to kind of narrow it down to discussing you know the process of how you wrote some of these songs here. So yeah. let's start with when the power comes back on. Mm -hmm. And that is off of which album? So that's off of my, uh, it was actually my first full-length album. It's called When the Power Comes Back On. Um, oh, I well, it it's the title track. There, it is, yeah. <laughs> Let's listen to the title track off of Finn O'Sullivan's album, When the Power Comes Back On. 
That was When the Power Comes Back On by Finn O'Sullivan. And this is the John Lennon Songwriting Contest winner. 
for uh, 2020, right? Or mm -hmm. for 2019? 2020? Uh, for 2020. For 2020, for the yeah. folk category. <laughs> Absolutely deserves it. I mean, it is such a, it's such a catchy song. It's got a lot, it's such great details in it. And, but it, it gives you a lot of information without giving you too much. Uh, I mean, it's just such a, it's a wonderful tune. Uh, oh, I remember when, you. I remember when I first heard you play it in concert and uh, mm -hmm. thinking it was a, a great tune there too. Oh, was uh, just out of curiosity, the uh, there's the call and response. Oh yeah, uh huh. Uh, when you sing live, you usually I've seen you play solo mostly, so you don't yeah. have that part in there. Has that always been part of the song, or did you no, add it for the recording? So so uh declan kennedy is the one who's singing with me on this mm -hmm. um he's a nashville based singer songwriter and i sent it to him and i was like hey do you want to add some vocals on here maybe some harmonies and he sent it back and he was like i did that and i also wrote these lines i hope that's okay oh. um but i ended up i really love it um i think that it's kind of cool because i never really would have thought to do that but he kind of uh made it so that you hear like a little bit of the other perspective which i think is really cool uh -huh. So that was um, just, that was not original. Like I didn't originally have that in the song um, that well, came with the recording process. Well, it was a nice touch. It was a nice touch. I like that on there. So thank you. Yeah, I like it too. <laughs> so, so that's it. So that's one thing that you, one change you made during the mm -hmm. recording process. When you were recording this, did you, did you feel compelled to make any other changes to the song to, to make it more, you know, production friendly or something like that? Honestly, no, I don't. I, I'm trying to think and I like maybe a couple words changed, but I think for the most part, like when I wrote this song, it was sort of exactly what what I wanted to write, um, I guess. So not nothing really major changed um, when I started recording because I kind of had something that I felt like was a, a complete finished product pretty much. Well, so, so was this just like a peak inspiration moment when you wrote this song? I mean, how did, did you know this was this good of a song when you, when you wrote it? No, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like when I wrote it, I was, I was, I was really proud of it because I was proud of like the lyrics specifically. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't, it was kind of this thing, like when I was writing it, I was like, I don't even know if this makes sense. I'm talking about like cardboard people. Is that... Uh, what is that you know um so i yeah yeah <laughs> well can you can you walk me a little bit more through the process of of writing this song sure yeah it kind of like it all happened pretty much at the same time um i was like it was at night and i was like the only one home and i was like sitting on my living room floor <laughs> um and i i st yeah i started with the line you talked in circles i ran in stars and kind of what i was I think that kind of went through a few different iterations because um, I wanted to kind of like, I wanted it to start with something that like, like kind of makes like you talked in circles. I feel like talking in circles is kind of like a phrase that you hear yeah, sometimes, but then absolutely. like I, I ran in stars is maybe something a little different. So I wanted like a little bit of um, contrast between those, I guess. Um and then, I don't know, this song kind of just, like, came like came out. It was kind of almost, like, stream of consciousness type of stuff. Because um, it was, I mean, I wrote it during a time when I was kind of, like, feeling like I had, 
like lost a little bit of myself in mm. um this it, it wasn't a relationship it was like a friendship that was complicated to yeah. say the least. um and it was it was kind of you know it was getting me down kind of and the whole idea of when the power comes back on um when I wrote it I felt like my like personal power was off um and then as the song is kind of like evolved and as I've sat with it I realized you know this song is really about like I wrote it about myself and feeling like like my whatever whatever I feel like my power is like I wasn't able to really access it at the time but I was kind of imagining you know what it's gonna feel like maybe when I can do that again um and kind of yeah, I was just kind of tr trying to think about this experience that I was going through and figuring out different, like, metaphors or, like, uh, visuals that kind of can represent that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So how quickly did you write this? It was, like, in a night. <laughs> uh -huh. um, but, yeah, like, a lot, like, four hours? Like, you stayed no, up all night to write no. it? Or, like, 20 minutes? What are we looking at? It was, I don't know. It was probably, like, like, a couple hours or something it wasn't super okay. long wasn't super mm -hmm. short <laughs> um somewhere in between yeah how, how was this i mean did the lyrics come first or did you write them with the music or or how did how did that that order come through yeah so it kind of usually what i do when i write songs is i'll come up with like um not the whole chord progression for the entire song but i'll come up with some chord progression that could either be a verse or a chorus or something just something that I like because mm -hmm. I find it I find it difficult to like start writing lyrics unless I have um, a little bit of instrumentation and a little sure. bit of like feel for how the song will sound first so I came up with like I think yeah it was the verse chord progression first and just kind of started um singing different usually it's like a little bit of nonsense at first when I try to figure out like a melody and then lyrics kind of come in after that so it happens like kind of at the same time kind of starts with uh like guitar or ukulele or whatever i'm playing uh-huh uh -huh. uh, so it's not like you have a regular uh process it's not because there's some people for instance that sit down and they'll write a journal entry and then they'll mm -hmm. adapt that to some music or or they'll or they'll come up with a complete melody and then they'll they'll start writing the lyrics but you're you're kind of doing it interspersed at the same time yeah, yeah, I think it kind of, like, it varies song to song, um, but like I said, a lot of times it starts with figuring out, like, a little bit of a chord progression, and then things kind of start to come together after that. Do you have a, well, what what instrument did you write on, and do you have a favorite instrument to write on? Yeah, I mean, I wrote this on just my acoustic guitar, and that is pretty much my favorite to write on. Uh -huh. um, it's, like, my go-to essentially i play a little bit of piano i play ukulele but i find myself writing on the guitar most do you, do you have kind of a, a an idea of the tone that you want to go for uh when you pick up that instrument or um usually that... yeah because usually when i sit down like or feel like writing a song i'll have some kind of idea in my head maybe not a super solid like concrete one but i'll have like oh this is how i'm feeling and i'm gonna uh -huh. write about that um so I'll kind of know, like, what sort of sound and, like, what sort of style I want to play in. Maybe not exactly, like, a tune or anything, but, yeah, just, like, a general idea of the tone, like you said. Trying to trying to match a tone, I guess, kind of the progression and whatnot to kind of an emotional state. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a 
interesting process. I mean, do you feel like it's how much of it is trial and error versus just like I can hear kind of what I want and I'm just trying to, 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 to nab it. From oh the yeah. Ether. I feel like for me, it's a lot of trial and error personally. Mm-hmm. Like I might have a key that I feel like playing in for whatever reason. And then mm-hmm. I'll just like, sometimes honestly, I'll just like struggle to figure out like what chords or what kind of cool riff to play over that because uh-huh. Like, I know what I want to write about, but I don't really know how to execute it exactly. So, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's easier to figure out, and sometimes I feel like I'm just sitting there not really knowing what I'm doing for a little bit at first. Oh, which is which is part of the exploratory process, right? I mean, that's just, <laughs> yeah. Just part of what goes on. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just a really, uh, just a really tremendous song, and Thank I'm you. so happy that you're getting some recognition for it. Thank um, you. All right. Well, let's see. You have another song yes. that you brought in here. Yeah. And this one is called Senses. Mm-hmm. Is this off of uh, the same album? You know, I actually have not released this yet, but I wanted to oh. include it just because it's something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. <laughs> so. oh, it sounds like something really produced. So this is something Thank you're... You. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's something that I've recorded on my own just in my bedroom. Oh. Well, you're... <laughs> um, that, well, you're 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 picking up some good skills there with the recording Thank stuff. You. So, yeah, this sounds <laughs> Thank great. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Senses. It is currently unreleased. <laughs> uh, so this is this is uh, I guess I guess kind of an exclusive. Although you've probably yes. played this, you've played this live, I'm sure. I have. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Senses by Finn O'Sullivan. Like your hand on my hand and your breath in the air And I'm scared Sometimes I wonder if I'd gone under Would you take my number, would you still be there? I'm sitting listening to Taylor Swift Do you want a list of reasons? Take a break from standing out Now you blame your problems on someone else again I don't want to live in your world of pretense There was a week last fall when I wanted you But then I came to my senses I still remember the day in September, the sunny weather flowered in your hair. When you stopped calling, I kept falling. You stood there watching, what a lonely affair. I'm sitting listening to Taylor Swift. Do you want a list of reasons? Take a break from standing out Now you blame your problems on someone else again I don't want to live in your world of pretense There was a week last fall that I wanted you But then 
That's that's great. That was a neat little kind of R&B kind of rhythm going on for it. Mm -hmm. That was great. Uh, The rhymes in this are great all the way through, but I especially like the uh, uh, the chorus. I just oh, thank you. I just think that really really comes together. Um, And and uh, I'm I'm struck by the rhythmic uh, choice that you have in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you write the song with that rhythm in mind, or did you come up with that when you decided to sit down and produce it? do you do you mean sorry do you mean the like the guitar part or the like the drum back part? i mean did you did you envision i mean was that something that was kind of in your head um i i you know because i i'd have to listen to it a few more times to really distinguish what you're doing oh, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. on the guitar yeah i mean i think that that kind of was what i was imagining for it when I was working on it, because I think that that kind of like, I don't know, it just fit along with the guitar part. The thing is, is that I definitely recorded this on GarageBand, and I definitely can't play drums. So I had to kind of like mess around with their presets until I got something that I liked. So it's not totally like, you know, I I didn't totally write the drum part or anything. Oh, no, no, Um, I understand that. Yeah, that's... But I, you know, I, yeah, I think that that kind of rhythm was something that I had in mind in the beginning. Well, I've been working with... um... I, you know, I work with GarageBand too, mm-hmm. and I've a couple of the songs that I've put together for for this show, uh, I've I decided to add drum tracks to them. But right. I, yeah, sometimes I'm confounded by it because they have. Do you use their? Uh, they have all these these named drummers, yeah. <laughs> and you can kind of pick, you know, who they are, what style, what set mm-hmm. they've got. And the problem I have with it is I can't figure out how to accent the right beats. I want it to, you know, it seems like it's always, you know, if it's, it always starts on the accents, the first beat when I, maybe I want it to be the second, you know, two and four instead of one Mm -hmm. and three. And I'm sure there's a way to do it and I haven't been able to figure it out, but it always makes, I I don't have as much control. There are some simple like jazz beats Mm -hmm. that I want and, and I can't figure out how to get it off of that garage band thing. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the same experience where I'm like, I have an idea of what I want it to sound like and I'm trying to mess around with the garage band like presets and stuff and I just can't get it to work. 
Um, and I'm, I'm sure that there's a way to do it and I just don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, my, I haven't really figured it out with any, I, I guess I haven't done enough research, but, but have you tried working with loops at all or you just, cause they got some good percussive, uh, percussive yeah. loops. Yeah. I've tried that a little bit. Um, I don't think I did that for this song, but mm. yeah, I have oh, like sure. kind of looked at those and experimented with them. They have a lot of cool stuff on there. <laughs> have you have you ever tried writing? Uh, have you ever tried writing a song specifically for production? Like you you go into GarageBand, it's like I'm gonna write using these tools. Yeah, actually, I have. I did that like a couple years ago, I think, with this one song. I never put it out or anything, but I was like, okay, I'm just gonna use some like random, like uh, I don't know what they're called, but the like the various instruments that they have on mm -hmm. there. I think it was some weird like synth sound and I was like okay I'm gonna like do this and then add this kind of beat thing and then try to write lyrics and a melody over that. <laughs> well I've been I, I think uh, I just learned the term in the last couple years mm -hmm. but the, the the concept of top lining. Oh yeah uh-huh. That that was something I didn't quite understand that that the way that a lot of uh, pop music is written these days is that well, you have producers putting together rhythm tracks, maybe with some bass and, and whatnot, and that, and they they did this production, and then they they then they hire like several people to to come up with melodies and lyrics, and then they'll sometimes like chop it up, put it together, you know, take the best melody and mm -hmm. lyrics from the people that submit and and do it that way. But but just the the simple concept of of building the the groove building that groove track out first and then adding the melody and lyrics uh, to it. That's, that's something that I've been intrigued by and I haven't really gotten around to trying, mm -hmm. but it sounds like you have. So, cause you <laughs> built your, you kind of built a, well, or something similar to that. Yeah. I haven't done anything where I like, I, I write something over like a, a beat or like a, an instrumentation thing that someone else um, has done. Um, but I think that would be really interesting to do. I've never tried it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I'm kind of intrigued by it. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if it would stick ultimately, but uh, yeah, same. <laughs> but it's it's an interesting interesting thought. I certainly building my own. I, I could see building it like a groove from the script, you know, from of my own. Yeah, and and doing that first, and then building something over that. Mm -hmm. uh, I know with some soundtrack stuff that I've done uh, when I'm. It, like I, I've done instrumentals for some friends, short films and whatnot. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it'll oftentimes end up like that. I'll try to kind of create a groove and then build the melody over that. So I, I maybe done a little bit of something similar to that, but, but that's yeah. not what you did here. <laughs> this is a song. <laughs> Let's talk about this song. Yeah. Uh, so this is one that's not on an album. You're, you're kind of right. playing around with it on your own. Yeah. Why did you decide to, uh, to pick this one to play with? Um, well, th this actually is a part of like a bigger project that I'm working on. Oh, okay. um, yeah, but this song specifically, I don't know. I just, honestly, I don't really know why I chose to like kind of start with this one. Uh -huh. Um, it just sort of happened. And then I heard like, uh, the little vocal background stuff, um, that I did on this. I was like, oh, that could be kind of fun just to like, see what I can add to this and different harmonies. But you decided, you knew this was a... I mean, you you like the song, obviously. So this is one that one of your songs that that has stuck with you. I, I guess a question of mine, and this is not just for this song, but for any songs that you've decided to kind of take to a production level. What 
criteria do you have for deciding that it's ready to go to that level? For me, like when I'm trying to decide whether like what to record on my own or what to take into a studio to work with, um, the songs that I end up picking or songs that I feel like are, cause for, for me, when I write songs, the most important part for me is the lyrics. Um, so I think songs that I end up um, recording and producing are songs that I feel like are uh, strong lyrically um, or that have some kind of like interesting, unique aspect to them. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of times songs that I end up recording or songs that I've done recently because I kind of occasionally I'll like fall out of love with songs that I've written mm. like a year or like a year and a half ago. Sure. Um, so those will kind of be like on the back burner a little bit. So like many, many of us songwriters, you're enamored with the most recent song. Is that, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> sort of like you're dating, you're dating this new song. And, and oh yeah. Yeah. I know I I've been, uh, <laughs> I, I'm horrible about that. I'll, I'll, I'll take a song that I finish and I'll just, I'll loop it. I'll actually mm-hmm. loop it while I'm going to sleep. It's really awful. It's awful. <laughs> It's just obsessive. Yeah, I love that. But <laughs> well, so how did you? What, what prompted you to write this song? How did this one? Come yeah, out? it literally was. I was listening to Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> like that's... I, she had just put out Folklore, which is her most recent album, mm-hmm. and she has this song called "The One," which is about like a past relationship and kind of wondering what would have happened if it had not ended and I was like that that right there is a great idea I'm totally gonna steal it (laughs) um so I was like okay um that idea was something that I was kind of really relating to in that moment so I kind of I took it a little bit like that kind of the concept of that um and worked with it um to, to write this so yeah the whole thing was kind of inspired by taylor swift um but also this like you know yet another like personal experience that i've had oh yeah yeah well that's uh, well so now i haven't heard I, i've heard some of the songs off of folklore so mm-hmm. i'm not but i don't know them by their titles were you inspired musically by the song as much as the lyrical topic or i, I mean are, are what what similar are there any other similarities to it other than just the general um, uh, overall concept I think mostly the concept I think I don't I don't know if there's anything that I took specifically from the music part of it but again mm-hmm. it like definitely could be <laughs> yeah yeah um I think kind of like the just having like a fairly simple chord progression as well for this um because that's how the song that I took inspiration from is too yeah I was thinking when I was looking at listening to the do you want a list of reasons uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I like that concept is that you're, you're, you know, everybody chooses a song that's our song, right? You know, for, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of relationship or, um, but I like the idea that you're, you're picking an ending song. I yeah. Think, if I'm interpreting that right. Is that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I, cause I think, I don't know. I make, um, I'm a big fan of like playlist making uh-huh. um, and I make, I have like a ridiculous amount on my Spotify account um, and just of, uh, but I like I like making playlists like, oh, this is for this specific feeling or this is for this specific event. Um, and so I kind of like that last line. I, I kind of like the idea of like, you know, instead of picking the song that like fits us as people, like, mm-hmm. what do you like? What do you want to do to just like wrap it all up? I guess. Well, 
So the, I, I, I love the idea of, of writing songs that are kind of theme songs for things that you're, you're doing in life. I, I mean, I mean, you're doing a lot of personal experiences, but, but have you ever written a song like that where you're just trying to like, Oh, I'm going to the grocery store. You know, I mean, do you have theme songs for other things other than. Yeah, I have, uh, actually like to be specific, (laughs) (laughs) um, I have this one called locked out that was on my last album. And that was kind of just about, um, like the, 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 uh, what like the metaphor that I used was like being locked out of my house which literally happens but also it's kind of about feeling unable to access like my creative side sometimes mm, yeah, feeling yeah. stuck so I do have like a few that are kind of like oh this is like this is like my theme song right now uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, or this is like a- about this specific thing um, yeah I think um yeah I was reading a uh... It was on a message board, a songwriter's message board, and somebody was, they were looking for ideas on what to write. They said, it's like, I've been working in production a long time. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a skilled musician. I know how to make music, but I don't always know what to make it about. And, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a lot of folks that have that, that issue, just finding that, that, that spark or inspiration to build something around. Uh, and I, yeah, I was, we were, we were talking, we got to talking about just, you know, if you're in a mood, what kind of music do you listen to when you're in mm-hmm. that mood? Mm-hmm. And then just go and write that song, you know, write a song for that mood, you know? And yeah. I, I think that's a that's a good way to go. And then it's like, I, I think one of the things he was worried about was, you know, maybe copying somebody else's style. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking like, if you're in the mood for that style of music, then it's not like you're being inauthentic. That's right. what you want to hear. So yeah. go ahead and make it, you know? So write it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I love that. I, of course, forced you to to make a song <laughs> that that wasn't related to any particular mood that you had going on, though I think you may have managed to fit it into a mood that was going on with you anyway. But we'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out in a moment. <laughs> but first, I want to review the uh, the prompts that I sent you and and talk a little bit about why you chose the one that you did. The first one was a random word called baraphonic, which means having difficulty speaking. There was a random quote I sent, Finn, that said, there are no secrets better kept than the secrets that everybody guesses, which is uh, written by George Bernard Shaw from... Uh, his play, Mrs. Warren's Profession. There was a random fact. Scientists discovered sharks that are living in an active underwater volcano. Divers cannot investigate because they would get burns from the acidity and heat. And then there was a random picture that is, it, it looks to be a, a tea party or, or, or continental breakfast, a brunch maybe. And it's got dishes, it has a bagel, it has, uh, I guess that's maybe coffee and cream poured into a, into a teacup, or so it's maybe it's tea, I don't know. But the, the key is this, is that they've got a lot of these utensils hanging in the air as if held by ghosts. So that's what makes it kind of unusual. And so, uh, Fed, which, which one of these prompts did you choose? Yeah, so I went with the picture, um, and... I don't know. It kind of, I was really interested in the whole like ghosts idea of it, which is kind of what Uh I ended up working with for the song. Um, 
but my song ended up like a little <laughs> kind of sadder than the picture actually looks, which I was like, oh no, but um, that's just what happened. Well, like, that's, that's, that's okay. That's, you know, you're, you're allowed to go any direction you want to with it. So yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I thought that the picture was like kind of interesting. And I also just, I have like a weird fascination with like ghosts and the potential oh, really? of like a spirit world and stuff. So oh, okay. like, I can work with this. So do you, do you, uh, so on Halloween, does that have any significance for you or all no, Hallows Eve or? Not really. All I mean, Saints it's Day. nothing, I don't know. I'm not like spiritual or anything about it. I just mm. kind of have curiosity about the potential for it i don't know if it's a thing well, or not but well i i ask because i'm a big i'm a huge fan of halloween mm -hmm. and 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 i i make a point of doing halloween projects every year yeah and the more i've gotten into it the more the richer that it's not just halloween but it's uh there's the day of the dead all mm -hmm. saints day uh i mean there's there's several you know many holidays there and so many cultures take it more seriously than Americans do. Oh, yeah. uh, Americans are, you know, it's all kind of fun and games, but a lot of places, the idea of actually, you know, going to have a picnic with uh, your loved ones in a graveyard, mm -hmm. like that's something I, I don't think I ever would have thought of growing up. And I find that to actually be like a really, I don't know, uh, heartfelt thing to do. I, I, I love that, the poetic nature of that and the idea that you go and you it's sort of a memorial day for for family and mm -hmm. uh anyway sorry that's a total tangent we're allowed to go <laughs> on tangents here on the raw songwriting podcast but we're coming around here to to your song yeah which is called home mm -hmm. and let it's me kind of up. a rough recording <laughs> i hope that's okay that is totally fine we are i ask you to write it in a week it is not uh it is not a recording It is not a recording <laughs> challenge. It is a right. Yeah. It is a uh, writing challenge. So, <laughs> all right, we are going to listen to a brand new song by Finn O'Sullivan called "Home," based on that uh, tea party or that uh, continental breakfast uh, photo with ghosts. So, all right, here we go.
that's left is a ghost of me in blue Do you miss me in your bones? I'm still here in this cold and I I like it. I like it. I think uh, you really capture that kind of haunting tone uh, with Thank that you. that drone. I think is on the guitar is really great. And and the way you sing, "Do You Miss Me?" Mm -hmm. That is such a cool way to sing it. Do you miss <laughs> me? Do you miss me? That is just that's that's a great hook right there i just i i want to hear that again and again and again oh, so thank you so much <laughs> uh that there's the this is this is a cool song so so talk to me about it how how was this was writing with a prompt yes um and and within a week and 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 how did that work out for you yeah so at first it was like it, it was pretty hard because i don't usually write from prompts and i was also kind of this week I don't know what it is but I was like I don't have any like creative motivations <laughs> I was like uh-oh <laughs> gotta work with that gotta kind of push through that um but what kind of ended up happening is you know I took the the picture I also kind of used the uh random word I didn't use the actual random word but I used like the definition of it as the first line oh partially. Um, yeah yeah um but what ended up happening is I was kind of thinking about this idea of like oh, like this table, and maybe there are ghosts there. And then I can't tell you why my mind did this, but it went to this movie that I saw a few years ago. Um, I think it was called A Ghost Story, and it's like it's, it's about this guy who dies, and then the rest of the movie is like him as a ghost, but he's walking around like literally in this sheet, you know, kind of like... I wanted to see that. I never got around to it. Yeah, that looked like such was... a good film. Oh my god, it was it was great. It was beautiful. It was very sad. And then so I kind of wrote this song a little bit like about that as well, kind of uh -huh. taking both the prompt and then that, which is kind of where the, what the prompt made me think of because um like in this movie he's kind of he spends 
his time as a ghost in the ha- in the house that he lived before he died, and so he watches um, the woman that he was with before. Like he watches her, and then she leaves, and he watches like these new people come in, and kind of it's just like this long process. Um, and I don't know. I was I always I don't know. I think it's a really beautiful movie. Um, and so that's kind of like where a lot of inspiration from the lyrics came from as well. And then I kind of kept, uh, like I came back to the table a few times because of the picture. Um, so yeah, it was like, it was like both of those things. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, so I, I always ask the guests to do a self critique of their, mm-hmm. of their piece. So, Cause this is, this is, you know, a first or a second draft maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one is I'd like to kind of get an idea of when you're reviewing songs that you've written, you know, what, what do you generally do? You know, how do you, do you have a strategy for, for looking at ways to revise things? And that's, that's one question. The other question will be, you know, what do you think are the pros and cons of this one? Are there things that you'd want to change? Yeah. So I don't have anything like really specific that I do when I'm like editing songs. Um, I think that I kind of, I try to be really like particular about what I say in songs. So a lot of times, like it won't be necessarily a whole lyric. It'll just be like a word that I change. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I just want to, I don't know. I want it to feel like I want it to flow the best that it can. Um, and I want it to have like a meaning that I can get across. Um, so that's kind of, that's usually what I do. I, I don't tend to edit or change like a vocal melody a lot. Cause I mm-hmm. think that a lot of times what I come up with is usually what I end up sticking with, which is probably, cause I honestly, I want to keep working on this song. Cause I kind of like the, at least the outline for it that I have uh-huh. so far, but I also tend to be pretty critical of myself when I write songs. Um, so like I look at this and I'm, I don't know like what specifically I would change, but I do think that there are just, you know, um, different phrases that I could edit like when I was writing the bridge which is like the years and years part mm-hmm. um, I wrote that on like Tuesday or something so I sure. didn't have a whole lot of time to like change it but I think that I would probably cha- I like the idea you know of kind of the time passing but I think that I would maybe try to work it in a different way a little bit because I think that there's a different way that I could try to do that. And I might not end up going with that. I might end up sticking with the original, but um, yeah, I don't know. I would just kind of mess with the phrasing and the lyrics a little bit and see if there's a better way to say something or maybe there's not. <laughs> we'll find out. So how many of your songs do you get to maybe like this stage and then you you don't end up getting them to the point where you want to perform them or, or take them any further. I mean, are there, uh, do you ever abandon songs or do most of the songs go through? Um, I think a majority of them go through. I think if I, if I end up writing a full song, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna just leave it uh-huh. usually. Um, but there have been songs that I've started and maybe I'll get like a verse and a chorus or a verse and half a chorus or something. And I'll just, give up (laughs) or not give up I don't know if that's the right thing to say but it's kind of like I'll 
lose interest a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. in it. And then I'll feel like, well, I'm not going to force myself to do this thing if I don't feel like it's working for me. Um, I've like come back to things like that a couple times before, but usually I think what happens is if I have a, a song that feels complete to me, um, that usually ends up either just being done that way or mm-hmm. I'll keep working on it a little bit until I feel like it's ready to either be like recorded or performed or just shared on Instagram or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, well, a couple things. I, I feel like I, I was kind of in the, the verse chorus dungeon for a long time. I felt like there was mm. a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of songs that I wrote that I basically got a verse and a chorus into it. And then whatever I dragged out the period of trying to write it. And, uh, and then I don't know if I want to say that I lost interest, but I lost mm-hmm. the headspace yeah, where yeah. I was at in it. I, I think even, you know, sometimes I'll hear like some of these ideas they came up with and I'm like, that is such a cool idea, but I can't get myself back into the space where I was mm-hmm. when I wrote it. And it's hard for me to carry on. And so, I don't know, I've been thinking lately, you know, maybe I should try farming it out to people, but I don't want to do that either. Cause it's like, they're mine. Ah. Exactly. Oh, I totally feel that. That's such a good <laughs> way of putting it too, of like not being in the same headspace because I think, yeah, I totally, I totally understand that. I have that too of like, it's this very specific mindset in a yeah. way. And then you can kind of lose that with time and it's, you know, you can't really access it in the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I like this song a lot. I, I'd love to see where you go with it. Uh, this is this is one of those songs I could see as a total production piece. Because mm-hmm. you've got the drone going on. There's a couple spots in there uh, where there's a little bit of dissonance. Mm-hmm. And I could hear... I could hear a whole bunch of interesting... Just interesting, interesting little background things you could do with this. So Yeah. Uh, I'm open to hearing those if you ever want to talk well, about we'll, yeah, well we can we can talk about it i don't know that i'm the best producer but uh <laughs> but i just uh i don't know i, I like i because i come from a um i come from more of a recorded music uh, fanship i i originally i was a big fan of recorded music and you know being a you know trying to get into the senior singer songwriter scene most of the people i meet are real big fans of live music yeah. uh but i i tend to think of music in in terms of production and i actually did that that was for a long time that was my hobby was before i decided to do any type of professional stuff was just doing home recordings really bad home recordings mind <laughs> you but that's what i was doing uh so i can oftentimes hear the stuff and we were talking about the difficulties with garage band or or whatever mm-hmm. you know system you're using and yeah i don't know that i always have the uh the facility to, to actually bring it whatever's in my head into the stuff. But, mm-hmm. but I, I think it sounds like, yeah, like it would, it would be a really cool kind of spooky, but heartfelt kind of piece. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, you get that, you know, there's that nostalgia, that kind of creeping nostalgia mm-hmm. that you have. And that that's the thing about nostalgia. It's the, what is, I think, isn't nostalgia like the pain of memory or something? Mm-hmm. Is that what that means? Well, so I kind of glommed on to the whole ghost thing too. So let's, let's, let's move on. Let's take a look at mine. Um, so yeah, yeah, I definitely, I was thinking, okay, just a little bit about the title here. Cause I saw that as a tea party 
Though I realize looking at the picture again that that's that's clearly cream that's being dumped in there. I don't know. Do you, I don't drink tea, so I don't know. Do you put cream in in tea? I don't know. I, I do sometimes. Do you? Okay. Yeah, it depends on the tea. <laughs> okay, so that might actually be a tea. It could very well be. Tea. That could be tea with cream. Okay. 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 Wasn't sure. So I was thinking <laughs> maybe it's not actually a tea party, but I took it to be a tea a phantom mm-hmm. tea party. That was the that was yeah. the line that came into my head. And I was playing around with that, that line uh, off and on all week and started off with like this punk song and, you know, Phantom Tea Party, Phantom Tea Party, Phantom Tea Party, you know, something like that. Uh-huh. And I, I went through a lot of little different versions and somehow I ended up on just a catchy pop tune. And, uh, well, we'll talk a little bit more about it after I play the tune here. So let's uh-huh. pull up. It was going to be called Phantom Tea Party. However, the lyrics that I wrote had no references to tea in it at all. And I had had at one point the the idea of an e-party, which would be like an electronic party where people are, you know, attending virtually. And so I was like, okay, well, it's going to be an e-party instead of a tea party, even though that's ridiculously cutesy. But anyway, we're going to do it. This is Phantom E-Party by yours truly, David Coyle. We've fallen on some hard times I think we might be hexed I hope you got my email I hope you read my text I'm on the phone Hollering through this small window it's time for the show Everyone was invited Still nobody came Let's throw a phantom e-party again Last time we lost the signal The microphones were shot I guess that we'll just have to Make do with what we've got I'm on the phone Hollering through this small window Come on, it's time for the show Everyone was invited Still nobody came Let's throw a phantom me party can darken your 
time for the show. Let's go. All right, Phantom E Party by David Coyle. So, okay, I, I got I to get this off my chest because I've actually been having difficulty with uh, the, the last two songs that I've written, the one for mm-hmm. this one and for the one for the last episode, because they're both really pop songs. <laughs> and this is the thing. I grew up, I came of age, I was uh, uh, during the grunge era mm-hmm. that uh, Nirvana had their big breakthrough uh, single, uh, smells like teen spirit mm-hmm. just just a couple months or it seems like right after i started college I, it was it was everywhere and and that sort of defined what cool music is <laughs> and 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 there's this nagging part in the back of my mind when i do pop songs uh it's like it's like the 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 ghost of kurt cobain you know shaking his head saying wow you're such a sellout and so, so I've, I've been going through, I've been dealing with stuff where it's sort of like, I, I like these songs. I like them structurally, what I'm doing. I think they're kind of fun and they're catchy and they're, they, they got, you know, there's some cool stuff to them. But at the same time, I'm like, this stuff doesn't, I don't feel cool writing this music. And, and, and I don't know, I, I'll just put it out there. Do you, do you ever have any, do you, do do you feel like you have some received any received biases things that you may have kind of grown up with that you have a hard time getting out of your head sometimes? Absolutely, I write so much about like relationships, mm-hmm. and I feel like I I don't know because there's some I like okay I was I was playing a show at this coffee shop right and this guy comes up to me afterwards and he's like. You have a really great voice, but I just feel like it would be better if you didn't write so much about relationships. And I was like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, do you want to go out there and try? Um, go ahead. No, but it's so, so I kind of like have that sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing this again. People are going to get bored. Or like, I don't know, I like it, but it's, is it just more of the same? So I totally have like, I, like, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll second guess myself sometimes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I had uh, a friend of mine, John Bunsley, another singer-songwriter, and uh, I don't know if you've... Did, have you met him? I Jay think, may have I introduced you to yeah, him. Yeah, I think I met him, like, at Jay's place. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, and John was talking about uh, a story where he went to one of these, those uh, Nashville kind of songwriting conferences, mm-hmm. and one of, the, one of the guys told him, it's like, are you sad, John? Maybe you should try writing some happy music. And I'm like, that's... <laughs> that's awful it's just no that that's anyway anyway it's i can't believe anybody would i mean i understand an audience member saying something like that because they're clueless Mm -hmm. they don't really know what goes into the creative process and and they don't know what drives they just they just know what they listen to Mm -hmm. um but but you know a professional that's 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 tough um so so that's what i've been dealing with with these songs and because this this whole show is built around prompts, but the truth mm-hmm. is, is I'm not a prompt writer. I don't usually work with prompts. Yeah. And it's it's <laughs> frankly it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick to get people on the show and make it kind of interesting and just mm-hmm. get like a new song. Mm-hmm. Um and then and just as an excuse to talk about songwriting. Uh so I've been writing these prompts and I'm finding that with prompts, I I'm almost always starting with the music. The music comes first. Mm-hmm. And uh and then I end up, you know, kind of wrapping the uh you know the lyrics into it 
I mean, I kind of knew, I mean, in this case, it was the Phantom Tea Party right. was what I was going with. And I was kind of wrapping around. But I mean, nevertheless, the melody, when it started coming, coming, the melody, <laughs> the, the melody, when it started coming, it just like was like, boom, it was there. It was this real jaunty kind of pop jazzy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I ended up uh, writing something uh, that it's kind of a COVID song. I mean, it's definitely a COVID song. Yes, it, yeah. And uh, and I don't know. It's it's fun. I I it's a really fun song, and I, I like it. I think it's catchy. And anyway, that's basically that's basically how it came about. Did did, did it any anything strike you about the song? Yeah, I mean, I I just I really love it. I think you're totally right. It's fun. It's catchy. I would absolutely go just like listen to it again on my own. Um, <laughs> cool. I think like every time I heard it, the I'm on the phone melody I was like yes that's so good I love it and I and I love I don't know I'm loving when I hear musicians writing about 2020 because it's Mm. such a mess yeah but hearing like the creative ways that people are writing about it like when I heard when I was listening to it earlier today I was like am I right is this about COVID (laughs) and I was like I was so excited because I was like I love the idea of like an e-party you know because that's like what we have to do now and it's like we can't be in person and then the line everyone is haunting their own homes like that just feels so accurate to me (laughs) to Mm -hmm. right now because it's kind of like I don't know we're just in our homes 24 7 and it's like sometimes we're kind of just not really doing anything other than just like sitting here sometimes and it does sometimes feel like we're like haunting our own homes and I don't know I just I just thought it was I thought it was really great I really liked it oh that's so good to hear that's so good to hear (laughs) thank you thank you yeah, this is it. What one thing that's different, I think, than a lot of um, this is actually a really optimistic COVID song. Yeah, yeah. You know, which most, I think is also sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, which is also why I like it so much because I think it's really easy to get like sad about a lot of stuff right now. Yeah. So it was nice to hear like a a more like upbeat take on it. And I think part of that is because my experience with. Uh, I think we were talking before we got on uh, about how the whole music scene, I've been trying to do this, this singer songwriter thing for about eight years now. And I've had to force myself to be an extrovert, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I I don't really feel like an extrovert. Maybe I'm more of an extrovert now than I used to be, but, uh, (laughs) but I've always felt like an introvert in extroverts clothing. Part of my brain has almost been like, it's a little bit of a relief to not have to feel obligated to go Mm -hmm. out there and do all these shows and, and do rehearsals and, and, and yeah. schedule all that stuff. So there's been a bit of a relief to me on that. And I've ended up finding a lot of projects. I've actually done a lot of projects that I'd been kind of had, you know, sitting in the back of mm-hmm. my brain. Like uh, this podcast is something that I, I've been wanting to do something online. I, I wanted to do a video version of this a while ago, but oh. that was too much. <laughs> That was too much. The, the editing audio is much easier than the, the video. Oh, for sure. But it's actually been, I've, I've actually gotten a lot of, I've been very busy and it's actually been very sociable too. And so even though I'm looking forward to the end of this pandemic, because I miss, you know, seeing people in person, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, I, I guess I've been making the best of it. And I kind of feel like this song is kind of about that. 
Yeah, for sure. I love that. Well, let's see here. I suppose I should do a self-critique of the song. <laughs> uh, I think... Oh, go ahead. You no, had a question? No, <laughs> no, no, you might help me start off. What's the, no, I was just going to say, what does the ghost of Kurt Cobain say about it? <laughs> yes, what is the ghost of Kurt Cobain? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, he'd want some crunchier guitars. I don't know. Actually, I think that the, the guitar sound I came is not yeah. like a typical... Uh, guitar sound, but that, that I'm not sure if that's because uh, I was trying for that or just because whatever, but I like lo-fi music. See, this is one of those things. I, I don't mind working with rapid fire stuff because I don't mind sloppy music. I'm a big fan of punk rock. And mm -hmm. to me, the thing about that is that the ideas are more important than the execution. Yeah. And so, which is, you know, not to say that I ignore the execution, but you shouldn't let that stop you from doing something if it's, if it's a good idea. Okay, so let's see. Uh, what would I fix in this? Um, I worry about the line, everyone was invited, still nobody came, because it's past tense, and everything up to that point is, eh, most of it is like mm. present or future tense. Mm -hmm. And I tried to kind of fix that with the last time we lost the signal, the microphones were lost, to imply that they've done it before. But that's like the only reference in the verses where that's the case. I'm also worried it's like people aren't clear that when it says still nobody came, that means they were there, but virtually. They weren't there physically. Mm -hmm. I, I may need to find a way to make that clearer. Or maybe not. Maybe it's okay to be a little bit oblique. I mean, were you taken yeah. out of it when you heard the chorus? No, I wasn't. <laughs> no? Okay. So that's that's good to know. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I mostly feel really good about this. This, I, I think... I might change hollering through this small window. Uh, I was thinking about that. Is it? I mean, do you holler through a window or do you holler at a window or outside a window? I don't know. Because usually if you're hollering, I mean, you would shout through a window. Mm -hmm. Do you holler through something or do you just, is, is, is hollering something you only do at something? I'm trying to think oh, of, yeah. no, I don't usually hear about somebody hollering through a tunnel. I don't know if it makes a difference. I mean, if the music's strong, then maybe it really doesn't make a difference. But that these are things that are coming to mind. Uh, just because hollering actually is, you need to have something with that many syllables there, in my mind, yeah. to make that work. Also had kind of questions about how often, how many times to do the chorus. Because I was going to maybe just repeat the chorus twice and end. I had Ooh. this third verse already worked out. But after coming up with the bridge, I almost decided I didn't need it. So that's something I want to revisit on the whole thing. But it's it's light and breezy, and I, I, I didn't feel like it outlasts its welcome. So I don't know. I, I think also this is a piano song. To me, oh. I, I really would want to hear a piano on it. I, I, I like guitar, oh, but if I was, I don't know, I'm imagining, <laughs> imagining Michael Buble singing this song. Oh. And, <laughs> and he plays piano, I think. Yeah. And, uh, or or the magnetic fields who play uh, Ooh, yeah. uh, keyboards usually. I mean that's keyboard based music. So I yeah. could see this being either going either direction. I think I'd probably prefer magnetic fields because they got a little bit more of a uh, cool. indie. Yeah, they're cool. Thank you. That's yeah. Kurt Cobain. The <laughs> ghost <you> <laughs> of Kurt Cobain likes the magnetic fields. Not so much Michael Bublé. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, but I'm I'm pretty happy about this. I think it's something that would be actually really great in concert. I think people would really get into this. Yes, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I think we both wrote some some cool tunes here. Yeah.
yeah, this was a super fun experience week. <laughs> Thank you for taking part. I really appreciate it. And and is it now that you've done prompt writing, and maybe you'd done it before, but uh, but I mean, this is, I mean, is it something that you'd want to try again? Or did you see any positives out of it? Or is it something that's sort of like, eh, it was fun for the week, but I'll, I'm going to stay away from that? Um, you know, I, I liked it. I probably won't, you know, change my whole thing and start like solely what? writing from prompts. <laughs> I know. Crazy. You're not going to change your whole st- process day. for because <laughs> of this show? Oh, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think I might do it once in a while if I really can't think of anything. Uh-huh. It was definitely fun to do and nice to like step out of my comfort zone as well to do that. Well, I appreciate you coming on because even if, uh, you know, regardless of how this particular song went, I just really appreciate your insights into songwriting and it's just, uh, everybody's a little bit different. Every, every guest mm-hmm. I've had on the show has a different process and different inclinations and it's really cool to 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 get the get the inside scoop. Yeah, well, so. thank you so much for having me. You bet, you bet. But I, but you're not gone yet. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you may have something uh, you want to promote. This is the this is the portion of the show where I allow <laughs> the guests to pro- promote uh, something they got going on. So what what you got? Yeah. So um, I because of COVID, I don't really have any like a whole lot going on. But um, if you want to check out my music and what's going on for me, um, I have a website, which is finosullivanmusic.com. Um, you can listen to my music there. You can see any events that I have coming up. Uh, you can subscribe to my mailing list. Um, and then if you want to follow me on any social media, it's just finosullivanmusic. Um, I'm pretty much only active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but yeah. So if uh, if somebody just wants to randomly throw you money because they enjoyed you on this show, oh, yeah. do you have a Venmo or a PayPal? I do, yeah. I have a Venmo. Um, it's at incredibly unfamous. All one word. <laughs> that's a great song of yours, too. I like that Thank song a lot. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided that's kind of my grand. That's my thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how long that's going to last, though. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like you're, you're, uh, you're moving up in the world. So. We'll see. Soon enough, that might be an uh, that might be an ironic song, but uh, I don't know. Actually, that that's a question there. What do you what are what are your thoughts on fame? Is that something that you want, or or are you like me, where it's sort of like eh, I want to be a I want to be a pretty successful cult artist, and and that'd be fine. Yeah. So I definitely don't want to be this huge like arena playing musician i don't think i have the taylor swift do you don't want to yeah. be taylor swift i don't you know i i don't think that's for me i want my personal life to be able to be my personal life that's really important but i would love to be like at a point where i can you know like go on tour um and, like play with a band and stuff um but kind of more at the kind of like indie musician level rather than being a big pop star yeah yeah i, no, think, I, and I, I hear you yeah yeah i just want to be able to do what you know, makes me happy and makes me feel good. And that's, you know, being somewhat known, but not in like a crazy big way or anything. Well, I think you need to start getting your disguises ready so you can go out in public without all your fans <laughs> chasing you. So, of course. Yeah. yeah you get know. those, those wigs and, you know, get some, absolutely, you know, maybe a fake beard, something <laughs> like that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, well, folks, next week, if we've timed this correctly, Next week is going to be the Christmas roundtable 
that I've put together, and it's going to be three songwriters instead of one. We're going to have Perry Adams, Harry Faye Thompson, and B.J. Suter. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play some uh, maybe not Christmas music, but holiday music uh, uh, built around a prompt. And uh, you'll see in this case how four different songwriters interpret the same uh, starting point. So okay, well I'll be posting the prompts for that uh, that episode this weekend. Uh, check it out on Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza on Facebook, and uh, I encourage you to play along. Uh, I encourage you to pick a prompt, write a song, and then post it as a comment for an episode. Or maybe tweet me at David L. Coyle, or send me an mp3 uh, at rawsongwriting at gmail.com, and we might highlight some of those songs on upcoming episodes. In the meantime, keep your songwriting raw and riveting. We've fallen on some hard times I think we might be hexed hope you got my email I hope you read my text I'm on the phone hollering through this morning